Welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. Today, I am very fortunate to be chatting to Athletics Exclusives, Lachlan Rayner. So Lachlan is the man behind Athletics Exclusives live stream. It's a live stream service that has covered a lot of Victorian track events uh, over the last seven plus years. It started in 2013, has really come a long way during that time. In this honest and fascinating chat, Lachlan describes how the live stream came to be, its operation, its team, and so much more. We also go over the small things that have really made the service a quality product. So whether it's the start lists that come up on the screen, the lap counters, the commentary and how that's progressed, the technology behind things, the dual screen, his ideas for the future and how he draws on inspiration from sports like Formula One and their coverage, his experience as an AFL boundary umpire and how professional the AFL is and how he, he can feel athletics can draw inspiration from that sport as well. And off air, we had a great chat about the International Surfing League, their media broadcasting coverage and how that inspires him for the future too. It was a great chat and I was very fortunate to have him on Athletics is very fortunate to have him doing the great work he's doing on the media side of things at Athletics Exclusive. Well done, Lachlan Rayner. Um, you're doing a great job and you certainly have inspired a lot of runners uh, with your broadcasting and allowing a lot of people to have access to some great, great athletics coverage. And you really do a good job in telling the whole story and and not just pointing a camera at the meet. And uh, yeah, so it's it's great that you are doing it the way you're doing it because I really feel like um, with your head on the shoulders, um, yeah, sport's in a good place. <laughs> Loving the live streams. Yeah, they've been good. Um, this year in particular, it definitely felt like they've sort of... Um, taken off a bit, um, got a bit more consistency to, I guess, the look and feel. And, um, yeah, definitely been uh, well-received. I mean, they they always have been, um, but I think they've sort of jumped up another level this year. And obviously I don't do it on my own, but, um, yeah, no, it's been it's been good. Yep. Um, who, who else is involved with Athletics Exclusive? Um, so it's you and then... Um, what? Just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what, really. What, what got you started as well? Um, I, I, I guess the I had always I come from I have always enjoyed sort of the IT side of um, I study IT have done digital media, um, so it was kind of putting those two things together. So I created the website originally back in two thousand and thirteen. Um, as just a sort of news athletics um, site. Um, there weren't too many of them around. Inside Athletics were sort of there or thereabouts and Runners Tribe was there. Um, but, yeah, I, I did that and largely focused on just news news items. Um, fast forward to, I think it was 2016, I got a job at Little Ass Victoria and um, sort of put Athletics Exclusive on hold just temporarily because um, not that we were doing anything bad 
there's just a little bit of a conflict um, just in case. So that kind of went there. And then a few years after that, sort of got into, fell into a bit of a the live streaming um, passion. I probably should know off the top of my head, but I think it was before the 2018 Zatapec, we did our first um, live stream show and it was like a, a 30 minute sort of show beforehand. Um, Kelly Hetherington and myself were hosting it and it sort of, you look back at it now and you can hardly see our faces. The lighting was terrible. Audio was not very good, but we had Jess Trengrove and um, Jeff Risley on it. And then, um, yeah, from there we started doing competitions. So it started off sort of a mix between Little Ass and Milers Club. And I think next year's our fifth year will be our fifth season. Um, so we're signed on basically to do Milers Club again next year. So um, that will be our fifth, fifth year of doing that. And that they were our sort of first, uh, I guess, organization or body to get us to do the live streaming and then yeah it's expanded out from there we do sort of different club events and done a few national and state ones and um etc nice and then um with milers club i was watching the stream last week and uh it just added so much to the event um especially given the last year or so that we've had with covid um it was just so great to be able to watch it from home um and then get such a good feel for the for the night um you know the fields were massive there was like 17 per race just about and it was miles club's really flourishing like it's so good to see so many runners out there and and competing um but it was so good like just the the commentary like you had mitch dyer um helping out and and it was just really relaxed and um uh, they were joking around and it was just really enjoyable to, to sit back on your couch and listen to and, and watch. Um, they, re- they really did add, add to the event. Um, uh, has that been a bit of a focus this year to sort of, um, yeah, um, oh, well, it is clicking and a lot of people are sort of in, enjoying it. And um, if you ask around, um, generally the consensus is that it's quite positive um, about the coverage this year. Yeah, of course. So I guess a few things have changed this year, largely. Um, I jumped on um, producing for most of the events. Previously, I had left producing to sort of a few other people. Um, But this year, I jumped on producing and sort of started to try and, um, I guess, tidy it up a bit. Um, So we were, I I guess, part of there's quite a bit of technical um, stuff that goes on behind the scenes to get these things up and running. And I just felt like going back and looking at our live streams, they weren't very consistent. Some would have quite a few resources and um, others we wouldn't. So jumping on producing, I definitely, and it's probably going to be boring things, but when you switch to another camera or how the commentators um, uh, work with one another or um, uh, like the, how, what pictures or how many athletes are in frame for all those kinds of things. um, I kind of missed just doing a directing role where I was just sort of floating in and out. Whereas now that I'm producing, I was able to really start to um, see those kinds of things um, in real time and work on them. And so that's been a big part of this season. Um, You may not have noticed, but um, from our point of view, we roll out a consistent um, feel. So at each of our events, so we've kind of got a a front straight camera and a back straight camera. Um, At each event, we sit in the same location. We have the same two, uh, we, sorry, we have two commentators and then maybe a special guest commentator. Um, on, but it's always the same look and feel. And that's just really helped us sort of, um, I think, go to sort of the next level. Um, You spoke briefly about uh, the commentators as well. Um, So we've been pretty fortunate to have 
quite a few commentators across the time. So we've had um, Georgie Buckley, um, Lyndon Hall, James Coleman, um, Jake Stevens, um, uh, Mitch Dyer at the moment, Michael Massini. Um, so they're our sort of main ones. Isaac Bibley um, has come on board um, as well. So, I mean, they give it a look in a different feel. And I guess I, I probably made the decision uh, last year, really throughout lockdown, um, that I wanted, I kind of had two ways that I could take um, the live streaming aspect. I could kind of break it down and go and become a sort of a live stream direct supplier company um, or try and support or, or become, stay as athletics exclusive and become a sort of a, a, a sport or stay as that sports brand or that sports media website and have the live streaming as sort of a part of that. And that's ultimately, I guess, the decision we made. And one of the benefits, I think, um, we do produce um, the live streams for like Athletics Victoria events, Little Athletics Victoria events um, through their channels. But I think the difference between doing them for those, they're, they're more of a service to members as such. Um, you can't, there's sort of a tone that you have to stick with, with the commentary and things like that. Whereas through Athletics Exclusive, we're more of a, an athletics brand and uh I, I guess we're, we're the, our live streams are more for entertainment, really. Um, they're probably 80% entertainment and then maybe 20% of service. So when you say things like the, the commentary um, has really stood out, obviously that's a, a main part of the live stream and what the sort of end user sees or hears um, for the most part. So with Athletics Exclusive, we are able to tell the commentators that they can um, have a bit more fun. Um, I always, uh, I, I don't know, for people that are listening, I, I kind of, I, I base it largely off um, Triple M, um, so how they do their sports coverage here in, uh, well, in Australia, but I mean Victoria. Um, and basically, I try and tell the commentators is you don't necessarily need to explain everything that's happening on screen. People can see who's passing who. Um, it's more trying to entertain them. And um, I did get a few uh, comments after the um, we did a Box Hill. Um, burn meet a few weeks ago and some of the comments I was training um, with my group and they're like oh some of the you hardly even talking about the race in some of it and I'm like that's fine I really just want people to be entertained throughout the the coverage and I, I think it's been well received obviously you're going to get feedback either way but um, I think for the most part um, guys like Mitchell Dyer um, who's come on board Michael Mussini who have done a large portion of our meets this season um, have really worked well together um, but yeah the, the difference is Athletics Exclusive is a sort of an entertainment product and we can be a bit more loose with the commentary. We can be um, a bit more um, creative and uh, and I think that's all starting to come through. So it's uh, really good that it's been well received and um, and we're starting to do uh, some of these, oh, well, the, the Box Hill Burn meet that I mentioned um, just before is sort of reached 3.2 thousand people at peak. So we're getting quite good uh, coverage as well throughout that. Yeah, no, like um, what what really stuck out to me with the commentary was um, just the enthusiasm and the passion and um, sometimes it really did, like I like how you said um, you sort of model uh, it on Triple M, um, like the sort of footy coverage is, because that's what it did sound like and or even like a at times like a horse racing call, um, uh, like the Melbourne Cup and I think that is so much better than silence. Um, and it does sort of add to the, the atmosphere. But it's, it's not just all just, um, like they do know their athletes and, and providing a little bit more of detail on some of the athletes and the, a bit of background um, knowledge here and there. And even you can tell they know 
they, they, they have had an athletic background themselves. So they do know tactics and, and, and uh, you know, um, generally um, how races are falling, you know, panning out. They can sort of, you know, pick things up um, as the race unfolds. Um, and then just, you know, the addition of nicknames and, uh, and plays on people's last names and, and things like that. Um, I've got an athlete, um, Bevan um, Duez, and um, uh, his last name spelt does. And um, he had a really good run at Box Hill Burn. And um, yeah, they, they were having heaps of fun with his last name. So it, it, it did like make him feel really special, I think, um, when he reflected back and, and watched the live stream. And, and I think, uh, yeah, it's just only a good thing for athletics to have, um, yeah, just a, a bit an exciting coverage to watch. Um, it's definitely exciting. So um, I just wanted to say that um, because you deserve a huge pat on the back because when you first started, there certainly wasn't a model that you're modeling yourself on. It's not like, like you, you're sort of, like I reckon you've taken a huge step yourself to actually like put athletics exclusive out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and it's, uh, I guess that that's kind of what probably people think with, I guess, building any business, we weren't really sure what, we're, what we were going to go with um, early on. Uh, definitely not in 2013, but maybe fast forward to when we started doing the live streams is um, we had no real, real idea. We'll sort of a whole bunch of us were sort of, just doing stuff for free um, on the side and putting something together. And it's definitely got more serious um, from a, 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 I guess, a structure and a setup point of view. But um, that has that aspect of it has allowed us to grow as a, I guess, a brand. Um, and I think we're sort of uh, um, quite well known um, throughout the athletics community, at least here in Australia, um, definitely in Victoria. And hopefully we can continue on. But I mean, it's taken a lot of work. There's been a lot of people behind the scenes that have sort of come and gone and still around. And um, I talk a lot with uh, Matt Whitbread, who does the live streams um, in uh, in New South Wales, um, for Athletics New South Wales as well. So we always are talking sort of almost daily, if not a f quite a few times a week on what they're doing up there, what we're doing down here and how we can sort of assist each other. So that has all sort of helped in getting us to where we are now, but yeah, it's all, it's, it, it's been a really exciting year. Um, I think we've done grown leaps and bounds, um, this year and, um, yeah, it's been, been enjoyable. And, um, yeah, um, I'd love to sort of go over like what your goals are, um, you know, going forward, but, um, I'd also like to, you know, just from the business side of things, um, athletics, uh, is notoriously known as, as a sport where there's not a huge amount of money involved. So, um, how are you making it financially viable? Um, uh, you know, you said you started off where a lot of it was just um, free and, and kind of uh, just you're doing it out of your goodwill. Um, uh, is, it, is it becoming um, a bit more financially viable? Um, look, from I guess the athletics exclusive, a bit of background on me, I sort of have a full-time job and a professional um, boundary umpire in the AFL as well. So I kind of have two roles on the side and athletics exclusive is a bit of a, or largely a hobby. Um, but one thing I did want to make sure is that the, the people that were assisting, um, so the camera operators, the, the commentators, et cetera, were at least being um, uh, remunerated for their, <laughs> for their services. Um, they did do it for free for a long time, um, but now we're able to at least give them something for coming along, which I think is important. Um, 
uh, not only because they deserve it, because they're do, doing a role, but because it also allows us to um, make sure that they can get to an event half an hour to 45 minutes prior to, and we can go through things and it does make the, the, the product uh, become more professional and um, does in, assist in that way. But basically, uh, how we operate at the moment is um, uh, organisers are charged what I call an engagement fee. So it's a pretty small fee, but it's something that roughly covers costs. Um, of, a, of a live stream. Um, and then um, we haven't worked out the second aspect of it, but I, um, it will probably be a Patreon type setup, I'd imagine. Um, I'm not there to make huge amounts of money from it. The, the reason why we've stuck with, I guess, smaller events rather than trying to go for, the, say, the national events is because I want to, like, I don't want to miss events like Milers Club where there's great performance going on. I don't want to miss events like the Box Hill events that are sort of are going on where these fantastic performances are, are happening. Um, and if we were, say, a live stream supplier, those meets just wouldn't be able to afford um, the cost. So we have an engagement fee where we basically, um, the, 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 the organisers of the event, event uh, pay us um, a relatively small fee, but basically that's that. And then we come in and we produce a live stream. So we supply the camera operators, we supply the uh, camera people. We work with the event organisers there, but largely it's, I guess, our say in terms of who's there, who commentates, how we set up, etc. So that that's kind of there. And then the other aspect is, okay, how do we fund it? I kind of was debat debating with myself whether we go like a say a flow track model, um, but ultimately I think um, athletic, it's more important for athletics at the moment in Australia to have that free content, um, not behind a paywall. Look, I'd make more money, um, but yeah, it, it's not about that. Um, it's about trying to get as much coverage out of our sport as possible, and it's not it's not a, a full time job for me or anything like that. So that relaxes it as long as I can say um, that the people assisting are, are making something and are getting um, uh, something for their time. I'm pretty happy. So that that's the model at the moment. Will it grow? I'm honestly not sure. Um, it, there's probably a bit of a balancing act between. Uh, is it big enough to say go down to sort of part-time for my say day job and spend more time on the, the website? Um, that will just come naturally. Uh, I'm not saying it won't happen, but it doesn't have any immediate goals at the moment. We're just sort of uh, going through and sort of seeing where we get to. There was a big change in, the, in our processes going from what I was saying before is, do we become a live stream company um, and just supply a live stream service to these companies or do we um, uh, stay as athletics exclusive and stay as a sort of uh, athletics media company as such. Um, so I want to go down that, I want to stay on that path. We've had um, the Victorian Athletic League come on board this year and we've been producing quite a few of their events and hopefully next season onwards when the, um, if COVID's all gone and we can sort of spread the timetables out a bit more and they're not all squished into the last sort of three months or the first three months of the year now uh, we can cover more events so look that that's all been good um yeah that's kind of i know it's not a sort of definitive answer but in short i guess we're pretty happy doing what we're doing at the moment um it, it is a bit of a hobby for the time being but that doesn't mean we're sort of going to get smaller or i only ever have plans to increase the amount of events and i'm sort of constantly now 
almost every time I do a live stream, I have a message sitting there saying, oh, we've got this event. Do you want to cover it kind of thing? So, which is great. And we try and get to as many as possible. Um, but we're sort of, we're only a small team. <laughs> so we, sort of, we kind of all juggle it between day jobs and stuff like that. Uh, what What is the goal, Lockie? In an ideal world, everything going well, um, and if everything just worked out, like where, like where would you like it to be um, in five, ten years' time? And what what ultimately, like when you set out um, athletics exclusive and started the website in twenty thirteen, um, acknowledging that you sort of had that IT background and, and interest in athletics, like what was the goal? Like what was your mission statement? Um, mission statement. We probably didn't have one at that time. But look, it, it's basically to just become a fully fledged sort of athletics media brand um, as such. Um, full news coverage. We did largely uh, a large portion of what we did was following the track classic meets around at the time and um, doing covering a few of the world junior. Uh, meet so I'd love to go back into that we sort of dabbled in podcasts and we'll we'll probably try and do that continuing going forward but that's it um, the live streaming going to be our sort of our unique selling point it's going to be our sort of bread and butter and that's the I guess that's the thing that separates us from the the runners tribe and the inside athletics and all those kinds of things that's our sort of part um, but hopefully that part supports um, everything else we do so look that that's the that's the short to medium I don't have a super long-term goal at the moment um, for it. Um, we'll just see really how it comes about. But yeah, as I said, it's changed a little bit. Um, at the moment, I still work for Little Athletics Victoria, so I can't go and, um, and not that we would and not that I think it's sort of appropriate to do that, but we can't, so we've got to be careful with regards to like news items. And I just want to focus on the athletes and the, the, the sport itself rather than any of the political side of things that sometimes comes about from running these kinds of events and sticking with the smaller um, milers clubs and the um, Box Hill meets and a whole bunch of the other ones and VAL, it's, we're, we're happy doing those at the moment. They're, they're the ones that really appreciate what you do. And if that's the selling point for the rest of our website, yeah, the, the next the next step and hopefully maybe next year is if we can start to get to a few more of the track classics and cover it from a media point of view and whether that's purely just sort of written um, articles and pieces or it's more video content where a commentator or a presenter comes down and we do sort of behind the scenes type um, stuff is probably the, the next stage um, and that would come down to I guess whether we can sort of find a financial um, way to support that um, moving forward. Um, at the top end of the sport, um, at the moment, Australia's um, going really well um, in distance running. You know, whether you look at the 1500 metres um, or the 5000 metres, 10,000 metres in men and women, the marathon. Um, uh, a lot of um, incredible juniors are, are coming, coming through um, as well. Um, I, I feel like um, the, the live stream coverage has a a fair, um, you know, th there's a fair, you could fairly justify that the live stream coverage, if it wasn't there, then a lot of uh, juniors wouldn't have been inspired um, uh, as, as much. So does is that fulfilling um, that, you know, potentially the, the growth in the sport over the last um, seven or eight years, um, you've potentially contributed to it? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I as I've said, I, I work for Little Ass Victoria, so we um we live stream our three major track and field um, events each year, and I, uh, as part of my role, go around to centres at different times and. I'm sort of I, I commentate or I'm on screen for those ones. I'm not as much for athletics exclusive, but for the little less ones, I definitely am. And you see the kids come up to you and um, uh, they say, "Oh, you're the one from the TV" and all that kind of stuff. So that happens quite a bit. And I mean, with athletics exclusive, we're able to get out there and show. And um, we have people messaging the page quite a bit that say they've gone back and they've watched all the live streams and they sort of what go back and watch all their race footage and all that kind of thing. So look, if we uh, are helping in some way, which hopefully we are, um, look, I, I don't think we're having any negative impact. So definitely um, the small contributions that we probably are making. Um, and, and that's hopefully to say the event sizes. I'm not sure exactly what the numbers were when we started, say, the Victoria Milers Club, but they're hitting record numbers all the time now with their meets. And I'm sure we've contributed a little bit towards um, promoting that and um, getting its word out there to we have sort of interstate athletes coming through all the time. I'm sure um, they're hearing about it probably largely through the promotion through social media and photography and all that kind of stuff that's happening, but also the live stream as well um, that, that we operate um, regularly. So uh, if that's contributing, if that's um, uh, young kid is uh, boy or girl is looking up to um, Stuart McSwain or um, Izzy Bapdoyle or um, Jared Clifford or any of those athletes and they've seen them on our live streams and that's fantastic. And look, we're not the only ones, as I said, New South Wales are doing the same thing. So um, yeah, if we can all contribute some way, um, this is just, I guess, my way from an IT point of view. This is this is my way to, I guess, help athletics um, and the rest of the team. And it's really glad to see that it um, gets such, uh, uh, I guess, the praises that it has been getting um, for the time that we've been doing it. And Lockie, like you mentioned, your role at, at Little Afs um, Victoria, um, yeah, just before, um, and you also do the the umpiring um, at the AFL level. Um, you, you're quite busy. Um, yeah, how do you fit all of this in? Um, do you ever get to a, a stage where you're like, oh, I just love a, an easy weekend uh, to myself? Um, or, um, yeah, have you, have you even thought about um, bringing more people people on to Athletics Exclusive to sort of expand, expand it um, gradually over time as well? Yeah, yeah, to a few of those. Um, yeah. I uh, genuinely don't like not doing things. Uh, it sounds it sounds odd, but whenever you have a day off and you're sitting around my apartment and lying around and just having multiple naps throughout the day, I, I, I mean, although it's fun every now and then, it's uh, <laughs> genuinely I would enjoy being out covering a meet or going to an athletics event or or doing something. So I think that's where I'm able to balance it. Fortunately, with athletics and the AFL, they're in separate seasons. There are, is a little bit of overlap, um, like what we are at the moment. So there's a bit of overlap um, at the moment. It's just sort of picking and choosing the events um, that, that we do to sort of uh, work in. I'm very fortunate with the little ass role that um, uh, I guess I'm able to work around. Look, all the athletics events generally that we live stream are out of hours or on the weekend. So it doesn't really, um, um, getting the way, but yeah, there are some events that we would probably live stream that we can't because I've got work or I've got umpiring or um, that's sort of just the way it is. Um, in terms of expanding, yeah, we would definitely love to. And I think the funny thing with athletics is I've got 
uh, sorry, with live streaming is I've got boxes and boxes of equipment that we used to use that um, that that we don't need to. And it's uh, live streaming, the ability to do it from a consumer point of view is only getting better and easier. Um, the products are getting uh, more sophisticated and sort of all but sophisticated from a, um, a technical point of view, but easier to use. And um, if I had have, you had have asked me that um, when we started, it would have been probably a no. It, it's quite it, it, to try and train someone up to, I guess, set up and pack up and then run it is quite complicated. You probably need a few people, but now it's getting easier. It, um, it's getting smaller. We've sort of fixed our processes in terms of how we um, uh, the, the software aspects. So in terms of the, the graphics and what you see on screen is can be done. I can pick it up on any computer. Um, I just basically need a sign in. So that's very easy, but um, it, Look, we would like to expand it. There's there's different ways we could go about it, whether it be um, we have done a few remote broadcasts. So we um, covered the Athletics ACT State Championships over the last few um, years, sorry, minus this season. Um, but we did that with our camera operators in Canberra and our commentators and graphics in Melbourne. Um, so we do have the ability to, say, um, get in touch with people in, say, other states and give them a camera feed and they can send signals and stuff like that back to us. So that, that would probably be the first step. Um, and we have considered it. Um, it's just, once again, it comes down to uh, the trying to find a trade-off between, or, or sorry, a balance between what I do for athletics exclusive as a bit of a hobby, cut, cutting into sort of, um, sort of day jobs and all that kind of thing. It's, there's probably going to be a bit of a time where I've got to try and work out, okay, well, maybe I can go down four days a week or and sort of spend a bit more time on that and training other people up and spending a bit more time um, in that aspect. We would love to expand. Um, there's definitely a lot of action and stuff going on in other states that I'm sure people would be very interested in viewing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's always going to come back to that time. And um, if I'm if I want to transfer it from being a hobby to a, to a full-fledged, sort of business and um which i yeah but i, I you can probably tell i, I just don't know um, yeah it's sort of I, i'm happy with where it is at the moment um I, I wouldn't say no to expanding we have i've worked we've sort of always chatting with matt with Brady in new south wales about what we can do to support each other and if that means that we can I don't know if i can do graphics for them or they can do graphics for me and that relieves me of one role and we can sort of spend more time doing another event or something like that, whether we can share resources or like that, like that may, might be the aspect that we have to go down. Um, but it's probably, it's probably a couple of years away. I would imagine for now, for now, we're, we're really happy doing the Victoria Miles Club meets the Victorian Athletic League meets and sort of the, the center or not center, but club club meets, um, that pop up there keeps me busy enough. I don't think I had too many weekends um, free over the last, <laughs> over 2021 20, so far. Um, so we're pretty booked out. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, we look, we would love to. Um, the, I, I think the more immediate goal is going to be trying to get Athletics exclusive back up to a, 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 um, a, a full media company where we've got written and um, other media. So photos, podcasts, um, non-live video content, um, et cetera. Um, at these meets and then if we can get to that stage then we can potentially look at expanding and especially if it's starting to sort of um, that stuff would be separate to me I wouldn't have to do all that all the time 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, if uh, money wasn't an issue and time wasn't an issue and it you did change from it being, you know, a passionate sort of hobby um, uh, and it became your full-time gig, what are some things, like you're just the perfect person to ask this, What are some, how are some ways that athletics uh, live stream coverage could get even better? Like if, if money um, and time and, and everything wasn't an issue. I guess if I had a magic wand, and I don't want to get in trouble here, but yeah. I think where we are at, at a sport is we go. We are very good now at running competitions when we really need to. So you get Athletics Victoria and um, BMC and all a bunch of these meets. So they know how to run athletics meets. I think now for from a lot, pure live stream point of view, I'd love to be able to um, come in and say, Let's, okay, we know how to run an athletics meet, but how do we sort of make it into more than just an athletics meet and include live broadcasting and timetabling and making sure, say, interviews can be done properly or not as many field events are going on at any one time so we can sort of properly cover those um, events. That would that would be sort of my main goal if that was a something that someone came up to me and said, okay, our comp team came up and said, okay, we're, we're doing this meet. We've, we know how to run the actual meet itself, but what can we do to properly support the live stream? So, and it can be as simple as let's not put a marquee at the start finish line. So it blocks the view, um, <laughs> like yep. things like that. Um, I come from, uh, as I mentioned, I, I'm uh, an umpire with the AFL and um, it, our timetable or our schedule is scheduled to the minute. Um, <laughs> and whereas athletics is events start early, events start late. Um, we were doing a, a state championships a few weeks ago and um, we were, the track events weren't starting for 90 minutes or so um, before, or after the field event. So we we're going to go down and do these field events and we had all these great plans and we scheduled it. And the field event started 10 minutes early and we weren't ready to go. Just stuff like that doesn't help. Um, so coming from an AFL background where everything's scheduled to the minute and it happens on the minute, I would love a bit of that aspect to come back into, come into, um, it, it might sound like a really simple or small thing, but it does really help if you know that events are going to happen at that time um, and not early or as best as possible, not late. Um, that kind of thing really would help um, a live broadcast. And, and, and then from there, you can start to work with everything. And it's not just live streaming. There's other aspects to a meet um, that, that make it um, a lot better. Uh, will improve it, um, but from my point of view, uh, the live stream is um, I, I would love for a, a comp team to come to me and say, okay, we've got this meet, what can we do now to to make it more broadcast friendly? And yeah, the, the, I gave you a bit of a few examples, but um, the other way is, and we've tried to do it, and uh, I try not to respond to people when they post it on social media, but um, I do really think we need to try and start giving field events um, more coverage. Um, yep. It's it, it's not something that um, is done because we don't want to cover field events. It's it's if I'm honest, if if I could cover field events if I had an extra three people. So if you want a field event, I would need three extra people running a live stream. And I, I think the best way to do a, a live stream coverage um, of that is. Um, you would need to use multi sort of screen. So I, I really dislike putting two two split screens on one's here of a track, one's here of a field event. I don't think it tells that much of a story and I don't think it sort of respects either of them. Um, but the large 
thing with us in, and another reason why we can't do it. And potentially we could do it with two people is we just don't get results. Um, it, you probably don't notice, but if you have a look at one of our live streams now, how I've made it with the graphics is I want someone to be able to turn on our live stream at any stage, know exactly where they're up to, what time they're on and um, yeah, what stage of say a race they're at. So we've got lap counters on um, longer distance races. We've got event numbers on the um, always on the screen, um, what event it is, et cetera. And that's purposely there because I want someone, whether they're an athletics fan um, or just a sort of general sports person that maybe has um, stumbled across a live stream to know exactly where they're up to and we can't really do that with field events at the moment and that's probably a reason why I don't cover them as much it's like you can get a commentator that can see maybe a 80 meter line or something like that can say oh that was somewhere near there or um, I just don't think that adds to it so um, unfortunately we can't get that at the moment from a competition they can't provide live field event results so if we do live um uh, if we cover field events and we've done it a few times we've done it on second streams um we've actually had to have someone there with basically a google spreadsheet typing in the numbers that translate into our, our graphics and you can show them on screen which is cool and it's um i think people really appreciate it um but if we can get that more consistently and it would really help if <laughs> as a sport we could do live field event results um because we we can do basically everything with track we can bring in the clocks so they're on screen we can bring in the start lists and the results almost instantly um but we sort of probably neglect the field event side of things and maybe it's been put in the too hard basket um but th that would be another way that i think we could really improve the coverage and um yeah you could um I i'm thinking of say an aa meet where um matt lynch commentates and they go from a race and then they go to say a, a a field event and he doesn't really have much detail in terms of what the what say a, a distance is of a throw um if he had I don't know a tablet sitting there or graphics on screen that said straight away it just tells a lot more of a story and um yeah we need to try and sort of um definitely get better at that and so that that would be another aspect that I think we should really try and try and work on yeah, no, that, that's um, awesome insight, Lockie. Um, and and so is that um, like a solution around that? Like, was that sort of where you're coming from, where you're like, oh, it'd be great to, you know, meet with meet directors or, or catch up with meet directors when they're planning the scheduling um, of the events so that there are less clashes? Um, or is there another um, thought that even um, AA or, or, you know, various competitions hold, hold separate separate um, events for for field events and track um, so that um, uh, yeah you're less likely to have those clashes um, like what what are your thoughts there look it is hard I ultimately the, the the event itself the athletics is the is the main part um, but smaller broad um, things that can be done from a broadcast point of view would would definitely be handy. I, I don't think you can ultimately make a meet go from two days to four days because you want to make sure that there's only, say, two field events going on at any one time. I think just the nature of our sport is um, we have lots of different um, sports almost within one. We have 
um, all your track distances and then you have all your field events that are sort of separate but can be going on. But there's ways to do, there's ways to cover that. There's um, a lot of inspiration that I take from is uh, Formula One in terms of how we do our broadcast. And I can go and watch a, a, a Formula One race and I can select which driver I want to watch or I can look at this camera or I can you, can, you have what they call the world feed, which is the main feed, which is getting commentary all over it. But if you want to go and have a look at um, how Daniel Ricciardo's doing, um, you can actually go and see his car. And I think ultimately that's probably the way athletics needs to go. Um, but as I said, I need probably three people. Um, if we were getting live field events from the actual competition, that could go down to two. Um, but that would be, say, there's three field events going on at one time and they could provide us with live results. We could do that with six people. Um, so that, that's ultimately what it is. If we don't get live results and we as the live stream crew sort of have to supply it, um, we would need to add uh, another person to all of those. So I know that's potentially maybe not of interest to your, view, uh, to your listeners, but um, that's kind of what it is. Um, I, I don't like people kind of think that maybe we can just point cameras at field events. I'm like, well, yes, we can, but sort of I want, I have a... Um, a quality in which I want to broadcast and I don't want to drop below that. And yes, I could point a camera from a balcony a hundred meters away at a long jump event, but people probably maybe not be able to tell who that athlete is, or they <laughs> don't know who's jumping or what event it is or anything like that. So I kind of think it's a bit of a waste, but we would need to probably put them on separate broadcasts or separate streams. Um, and at different stages, you can bring them in. It's technical, but it can happen. Um, but you can actually tell the full story. Um, if any people want to have a look, we did the ACT state champs and we had our main feed and then we had a field event stream and we had um, uh, every time an athlete came up, we had their sort of a little graphic that popped up that listed their all their jumps that they had already done, um, distances, and we also had leaderboards and stuff like that. So we actually are a resource to do it um, from a technical point of view. It's just can we get another three people to do a meet? <laughs> um, and then you do that, but field events go for an hour and you, can't only do, you can only do one of them at that level in terms of providing that kind of quality. It, it's really hard, so you're probably missing field events anyway. Um, but look, it's probably better than nothing. But we, we, we fortunately, we don't really do a lot of events that have, well, we largely do track events for whatever reason. Um, they're the ones people contact us about. Um, so we don't have that a lot, um, but I would love to sort of maybe get a go at one of the maybe AA streams one day and sort of unleash the full sort of package of what we've got. Um, and yeah, maybe that means that we're doing uh, three streams. We can have your main sort of world feed or main feed um, that brings in all the different feeds over the place, but they would cover your tracks. And then, um, but if people wanted to watch the field events um, and it might be a, a way, as you were saying, is we can work with the comp, say, teams to say, okay, this event's on stream two or channel two, and this event's on channel three, and people actually know it. But for that to work, ultimately, events can't start early. <laughs> they need to work with, the say, the broadcast crew to make sure that they're sort of they're ready to go at the same time. Um, so a lot of that needs to sort of all work um, together. And it can be done. Yeah, as I said, we're technically able to do it. It's just... Um, with a lot of the, the meets we do, it's um, get the meet up and running and then sort of live streaming sits around the back and <laughs> does what they have to do. Yeah. Um, so, look, it's it's relatively new to our sport. I think in Victoria, we're probably, um, we're probably pretty fortunate. We have almost a lot of our meets um, covered from a 
a sort of a state level upwards. Um, but yeah, we're always striving to improve. And yeah, one thing that really, um, I don't do it on purpose, but it's just naturally a track event. Um, we can cover more people in a shorter amount of time and field events, we can't really um, produce the quality in which we want to be able to do to sort of show that, um, but we are working on it and we are trying to, yeah, <laughs> trying nah. to improve the coverage. People always talk to me and now that I guess live streams are a bit more, um, people almost probably expect live streams for a lot of the athletics events in Victoria at least. Um, you do start to get people asking why we're not covering field events, which yeah, it's it's not done on purpose. It's just we are trying to work out a way to really um, cover them the best way as possible um, that a viewer can turn it on like they can our current streams and know exactly where they're up to, what athletes on screen, um, what they've jumped or thrown or um, etc. And yeah, go from there. You you want to be able to tell a story. Um, at the end of the day, we are an entertainment sort of brand and product and. We want to make sure that um, it's more than just pointing a camera at an um, athlete and only a few people um, either really switched on to the, the sport, know who the athletes are, um, but even they, they wouldn't know what jumps, distances um, athletes um, say did or, um, or or have thrown. So yeah, it's a bit, it's a, it, it's tough from that point of view. We want, we want to do it and we've done it a few times. It's just it comes back to the the resourcing thing and trying to work out as okay we're we're really good at running an athletics meet how can we run an like an athletics event as such and let's take into consideration things outside of the meet itself and where i come in it would be from a live streaming broadcasting point of view i reckon that's definitely uh, um an area that meet directors have to start contemplating now um if they want their meet to to really um I don't know, start to get a reputation Australia wide um, and to and to sort of be this annual kind of event that grows. Um, uh, I think that's that's an aspect that you can really make a difference to the status of the event. If you have, you know, a, a, an event that's organized such that the live stream can be organized well um, and you've got enough time to cover events in detail, um, then the, the the product will, you know, come through really polished, and and the viewer experience will be um, better, and they'll be able to understand, um, yeah, like, um, or they'll be able to not miss races or miss field events, or um, they'll get it'll cater for for everyone, and it'll come across really well. So I think long term, like, you know, uh, it's it's something that uh, uh, I think if you are organising an event of some kind, that hopefully. Um, uh, uh, race directors start to sort of uh, take it on board um, even more so. Um, but I reckon you're doing a fantastic job, Lockie, in terms of uh, you're doing this as a side gig. Um, uh, so resources and finances and time are limited. Uh, the amount of people you've got on staff is limited. So you can only do what you can do. Um, and uh, uh, to be honest, like when you mentioned uh, the start lists are flashing on the screen now, that is something that I did just, it just clicked. I was like, oh, that's what another aspect of the viewer experience that I really appreciated um, last week when I was watching was, yeah, the start list of every event came through. The commentators had a crack of everyone's name. Um, uh, the division of the race, uh, like the uh, what race it was. And then, yeah, the lap time and, and you could sort of, appreciate like oh that's what time they're on um and you got an insight of how they were going a better insight of how they were going so 
um, uh, like you wouldn't have had all that those details um, in your first live stream. No, not at all. So yeah, that's that's really worked, and, and it's us working with uh, I guess what's currently in place to um, to to pull that information in. Largely, the results in the start list um, come from Results Hub. So um, Dave Armstrong, who's actually one of our um, camera operators, um, built um, the Results Hub platform, which you've probably seen um, uh, at Athletics Victoria meets. is pretty much live results. It's a website um, uh, that uh, that does those. So we've built our system to communicate with that system um, to bring in those feeds. So yeah, definitely that's only quite relatively new over the last few seasons. So, but we've been able to do that. Um, you may or may not have noticed, but maybe um, haven't thought about it. But a new thing this season was we actually mic'd up the, the starters. Um, so you can actually hear the starters, um, especially with the electronic guns. It's happened multiple times even to us where we've completely missed the race because we're sort of 200 metres away from them and we can't hear it. Yeah. Um, and unless we're really concentrating. But now we've got it in our ears so we can hear when the starters. So look, the comp competition um, uh, organisers definitely work with us and they're sort of they're pretty naturally now the officials and things like that work with um, try not to get in the way of cameras or um, they, they know when we walk around with microphones that they're on and <laughs> not to say anything bad and yeah the starters are a new relatively new um, addition that we've had to our live streams where the starters bring that microphone around and um, so they are definitely supportive of it um, what I was talking about before I guess higher level um, sort of quite big changes that would um, would need to take place that are not going to be immediate. And I definitely understand that and don't think it is. It's a matter of working out, okay, how can we start to include these little things in um, preparing for an event? Um, yeah, but I just wanted to get across the, the, the organisers that we've sort of worked with uh, have been fantastic in terms of um, uh, having us there and working with us, I guess, like what you were talking about before. If I had a magic wand and I could sort of prepare an event um, from a broadcast point of view, there's definitely things I'd, I'd look at and, and will happen. And I'm constantly in discussions with um, different comp teams around, okay, how can we improve this? We, um, we've been speaking a bit of an example, Tim Crosby, who does um, Milers Club, been speaking to him about we wanted to reintroduce we stopped for a few years in um, doing interviews um, with the winners after the races um, several reasons largely probably resources but um, one thing that I sort of learned off doing a lot of them is it's we don't have a lot of time after a race and um, a distance race is um, particularly difficult for an, uh, an athlete to do an interview 12 seconds after they've crossed the finish line. Yeah. Um, so like we um, have extra minutes um, in the program, uh, basically after the following race so that the athlete can be there and ready to go um, after that following race finishes. It sort of maximizes time that we've got with them. But these are little things that we've actually done with the meet organizers and they've always been receptive to what we've asked. Um, so yeah, they've been fantastic from that point of view, um, uh, I guess. but. We all, um, they do and we do just always want to improve and there's sort of maybe some higher level things that we're sort of having small discussions with um, organisers in the background to, um, okay, how can we clean this up even more and have it as an even smoother because you know, there potentially was a feeling early on when we started is that live streaming was taking away um, people from attending events. But I think um, that's, probably that attitude's probably changed a fair bit now. And I mean, yes, there probably is. There probably is a lot of people that may have come down to events that 
they know they're probably going to be live streamed, but I think the overwhelming majority of people are interstate or um, international and can't actually physically attend a meet. And we should be sort of looking at um, covering both aspects. So what a, what an experience is for a, a viewer in stadium versus out of stadium watching sort of online. So Yeah, it's an interesting point because um, like providing a live stream um because it's so good now you um, really get like a great experience just at home um but ultimately you are providing access to so many other people like around the world um uh to watch the event and um yeah ultimately like um so many more eyes are, are, are watching the race than otherwise would have been would have been there um so i think you're growing the sport chronic like um as a whole like you are growing the sport um you're um, creating more interest in the sport. Um, yeah, so it's that's an interesting interesting point. Um, uh, I'd love to hear, like, um, with your AFL umpire and experience, Lockie, um, and just your experience um, being a part of the AFL. And, you know, that's such a uh, polished uh, product where finances and, 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 and resources certainly aren't an issue. Um, like, how has your experiences been part of that organisation um, uh, perhaps um, uh, helped with um, and, and given you ideas with the um, with um, Athletics Exclusive? Um, great question. Uh, yeah. Look, it, I guess there's probably a few aspects. So as, a, as an umpire myself, um, I guess the, we are... Um, quite a big part of the match day experience, I guess. Um, we don't have a lot to do with anything sort of external to that, um, but it, it's probably more what I was touched, what what I touched on earlier is just in terms of the organisation of it and the. Um, it's not just about the match itself and the 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 game itself, the two teams and the. Uh, it's about the whole experience. It's about the fan experience. It's about um, the broadcasters. It's about the sponsors. It's about, and they all work together to sort of um, to make the best overall product. And I think that's where athletics now needs to um, needs to go to. Um, yeah, as I said, you go down to a Miles Club race, and they're on time. Athletes love those races. They um, the, the the timings of them work with athletes. Um, okay, it's now, okay, how can we turn that meet into a, an event as such? Is We probably all have gone to Australian Opens and we've probably all gone to um, the Australian Grand Prix or um, a lot of those people, a lot of people you probably get in the doors because they like the concert at the Australian Open or they um, uh, like the experience they get from walking around the Formula One circuit. Um, it's not necessarily about the only or purely about the sport itself. It's about um, the experience they, they get. And that, yeah, that takes form in many different ways. And yeah, I guess being involved in the, um, from that aspect, from, I guess, a bit of a behind the scenes aspect on a, on a match day is, um, is just the, the amount of work that goes into get that, that one match, I guess, as such, and it's duplicated nine times across the, the, the weekend and, the, and then 23 times or 22 times across the season is, um, there's a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot of people working to make a full event of that one that one match. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably the the biggest aspect in which I've taken out of um, my experiences as, a, as an umpire or as part of um, the AFL um, and taken into 
uh, athletics is. I think if I was a comp director, I think that's the first thing I would do is I'd put a big clock somewhere <laughs> in the stadium, yeah. and I would. And it actually happens that AFL the timekeepers come down and work um, uh, with the goal umpires and make sure watches and that are synchronised, so they actually have proper times. And and because the sort of on a match day, goal umpires sort of assist the the, the umpires themselves to in terms of the timing around um, when we walk out. So we walk out to a minute so that the TV broadcast is there and know when we come out and all that kind of stuff. So like all that's timed. Um, and yeah, if I was an athletics competition director, I think that's the first thing I'll do is put a clock somewhere that everyone can see and say, this is your timing and stick to it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, uh, and it sounds, it probably sounds ridiculous to some people um, listening, but I, it has to start somewhere and making sure that everyone's on the same page, um, I think is a really big aspect that um, probably doesn't happen a whole lot in athletics. Um, yeah, things start early and things don't start on time. And um, yeah, uh, yeah from, from things that rely desperately on um, having some form of organisation in, in terms of a live environment, um, it does make it hard if uh, things are going early or things are going late and are squished together and um, they try and catch up later and it squeezes breaks together and you can't do interviews or you, um, yeah, as I was saying, that state championship event, we wanted to broadcast a field event um, and we couldn't do it because it started 10 minutes early and we came in halfway through and like just that little stuff is, um, yeah, it probably, I guess, maybe wouldn't happen at the yeah. <laughs> AFL level, but um, um, we maybe need to think of a bit more of the athlete, uh, the sort of event experience of an athletics meant. Um, Fantastic. Look, I think we're working there, and I think we will. Um, the, I think the live streaming is probably um, ha will have as much impact on um, organising a meet. We'll start to have more and more influence. So I'm starting to see it in my role. Our comp team will come up to us and we'll be like, okay, where can we put you, or where can we put marquees, for example, so that we're not blocking shots or stuff like that. Even small stuff like that really helps. Um, and yeah, it will start off small and it will grow gradually go and it just becomes a, a, a aspect of the event plan is we need to work with these guys to um, to assist them as best as possible. And yeah. Lockie, you're um, still a keen runner, obviously. Um, you know, you have to do all your training for your, your umpiring. Um, how's your running going at the moment? And um, what are your goals um, with the umpiring um, yeah, going forward? Um, umpiring's almost certainly the priority for me now. Um, I had a, I still love running. Um, I, I sort of started in first year of Little Us pretty much, I believe. So I was under sixes, so I was five when I started and sort of got my coach who I'm still with um, in Gregor um, down in Essendon when I was maybe seven or eight. So I've probably been with him 21, 22 years. Um, so look, I still really enjoy it. Um, um, it. It is hard to balance with the, the football or the umpiring um, stuff at times because it's sort of um, you can umpire at different times of the weeks and it can throw the schedule off a bit and uh, and different things like that. But um, I sort of I still go up to Falls Creek over the New Year sort of break this time and got to a pretty decent level that I was pretty happy with. But um, the, it's almost it's almost not the football. It's almost the live streaming that has probably prevented me really from doing. Um, the athletics as much because the events that I'm live streaming are probably the ones I would have raced in. So um, <laughs> ultimately I have to pick um, and I pick the, the live streaming. But look, I really enjoy running. I um, We've got a um, great 
group down um, at Essendon where we train. And if I can help some of the younger athletes go through, uh, we've got um, a, a gun athlete or a couple of them training at the moment that I sort of try and hang on to. They've, they've definitely got me covered over longer stuff, but I might give them a run for their money in the sprint sessions. <laughs> um, and look, if I, I can see them performing well, that's that I'm happy. Um, I, I just enjoy doing it. Yeah, it's umpiring's my main go now. Um, I'll race when I can, but um, I think I ran a 4.17 in the first milers club and that was me done. Um, <laughs> I got into, I think I was probably in four minutes shape, but as soon as I got into an actual race environment and it was fast and then slow and then fast again, it yeah. uh, it cooked me. So I, I, <laughs> um, I didn't perform that well and I went back to, okay, I'm sticking to live streaming. For the time <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, look, I, 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 um, I've thought about it and, and it is hard training is because I still train a fair bit of still train most days of the week, if not twice on some days. And it is hard when you are doing that much not to, I guess, want to see how you would go in a race compared to sort of what I was doing when I was maybe um, uh, 20, 21. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I will try it every now and then, but I think ultimately I've got to pick. <laughs> and I do a lot, as you were saying, and um, sometimes uh, yeah, it, it, I'll do it when I, when it, when I can fit in and it, Ultimately, I just enjoy um, being around the sport as much as possible. And I tend to, I'm either, if I'm not racing, I'm live streaming. Um, there, there wouldn't be too many mates that I'm just there um, watching. Um, yeah. Did you umpire a, a final last year? Yeah. So yeah. Um, last year was an interesting year. I was spent uh, 118 days in Queensland. Um, so for a single bloke that lives in an apartment, um, it was pretty good for me. <laughs> so I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, I umpired a, uh, a final Geelong versus uh, Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide versus Geelong um, over there. So yeah, you, the experiences we get with football are um, incredible to say the least. Really, you get to travel the country, um, spend time with really good uh, mates. Some of my best mates now come from um, footy. We spend so much time together, and we sort of travel around quite a bit. And yeah, last year was a very unique experience. Um, and we were fortunate with AFL to be able to um, have that season. Um, and yeah, the, um, fortunately with my role at Little Apps, I was able to work remotely from anywhere and they were happy for me to go and sit in the, the hub um, up in Queensland um, for that time and, and operate. And yeah, the, the AFL season continued on. And yeah, so that was my uh, third final. So I've had done two the previous year. Um, and did one uh, last season. So we'd look to hopefully the goals in the not too distant future to sort of step it up and try and maybe make that one step up into a prelim um, that I haven't done yet. And then if I get there, maybe one day um, step up to the sort of grand final. And look, that's been a really good experience. I started umpiring when I was 12 or 13, just for a bit of money. I was a, di a distance runner, I guess. So um, it wasn't too different to what I was doing anyway, um, but it was could earn 60 bucks each week, which was amazing <laughs> when, you're, when you're that age. And it probably wasn't until um, I got to the state leagues so the VFL competition that I sort of said, okay, maybe, uh, and coaches and things like that were starting to say you could actually make um, the AFL level if you put your mind to it and really want to. And um, I guess that was the decision I made then. And um, yeah, been wrapped to it. And you guess, like anything, you just want to strive to try and get the next thing. So, yeah, been fortunate to do a few finals. Semi-finals is as high as I've got. Um, I guess the next goal would be to make that prelim um, one day. And hopefully, if I get there, then to do that final hurdle up to the to the grand final. But, yeah, look, the AFL has been a 
fantastic experience. Um, there's a lot of runners on the list as well. So a lot of people that sort of do um, different races throughout the season um, as well. So a lot of them I already knew, but yeah, as I said, they're some of my closest friends now. Um, and yeah, we've been fortunate to work in an organization like um, the AFL that opened a lot of doors um, and given a lot of really great experiences that you will remember uh, for a very long time. Lockie, uh, tough question, uh, but what are you most passionate about? The, the umpiring, uh, your Athletics Victoria gig, uh, or, or live streaming um, uh, with Athletics Exclusive? Um, and, you know, you, put, you, you probably... Don't ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going I'm to refrain from answering that. No, look, different <laughs> aspect. Um, yeah. I, it, running is a really hard sport. There would be... If I'm being honest, it was probably a two or three year stint where we had where some of my best mates were probably in our training group and that I really loved the sport and I could actually see myself doing it as a full-time sort of gig. Um, but then full-time work comes along and you start to, I guess, earn a bit more money and do different things and that sort of um, makes that plan a bit hard. And I'm not saying it can't be done, but the, the dedication that track and field athletes have to put into their sport um, is, I'm not saying I couldn't do it, but I really like um, doing as many things as possible and traveling around and being involved in this side of things and this side of things. And I think that the focus that you would need just on, I guess, your performance, um, look, I'm speaking gen very general, generally, um, but I, I don't know if I would be, um, the perfect, the, the, that track and the, the type of person that would be able to be a um, top level track and field athlete, if I could even get anywhere near that level as such. But yeah, there, there was a time when, yeah, I thought I really loved the sport. I could see myself doing it. Um, but then sort of AFL comes along and I, and I genuinely really like um, being involved in football. And that's probably my real passion at the moment. Um, and in terms of little us, that's, uh, I, yeah, as I said, I started Little Ice when I was five. Um, I was on the committee once I sort of got it off, uh, sorry, once I aged out, so I was 15, aged out of Little Ice and I jumped on the committee of my local centre and not too long after that, I was a, a staff member. So I've always been involved in Little Ice. Um, we're only a small team of seven people. So, um, yeah, the, and yeah, I've been there for a little over five years now. So I really enjoy going to work, love that aspect. Um, of the role so look they all provide different different um uh outs and different um ways for me to uh i guess focus on different um parts of um my life um some of it can be pretty stressful when you've got a live stream event on one day and you've got to work or you've got a um you jump to a, you've got a afl game that you've got to do and into a into a live stream the next day and, and things like that it does get hard so it is um, good to have different, um, uh, almost completely different lives to an extent is you've got different friends in running, you've got different groups in um, at work, and then you've got different groups um, with the, the with the live streaming stuff that we do. So each provide their own little um, advantages and um, different um, can take my mind off the other aspects at different stages. But look, I like being, I like doing stuff. I don't like sitting at home, not doing um, anything and sort of I've been able to find three things that I can somewhat work in with one another um, but everyone's sort of understanding of um, each role has been understanding of 
the others um, that I've been able to fit in as much as possible. Yeah, I don't know how you do it, Lockie. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're um, three pretty um, uh, demanding demanding roles. Um, but like you said, you you love love to keep keep busy and um, and it was um, a nice comment how you said um, you know each is sort of a different world and different friendship groups, so they're all sort of a rest from each other um, and they sort of work well together. Um, outside of um, those realms, um, you said you. You struggle to have a, an easy day at home and, and a relaxing day at home, but do you have any other interests outside of um, uh, those three hats? Um, oh, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, look, I mean, just general sort of things. Love catching up with family and whatever else. So do a lot of breakfasts and things. I um, live pretty much a few hundred metres away from um, my brother and his uh, wife um, and my new little niece, um, so so that's been fantastic. Um, uh, sport of choice is probably Formula One. So I love, um, and I'm not a motorhead or I don't know much about cars at all. So I don't know why I like this sport, but I just do. Um, so that's probably, that's the sport that I'm not involved in at all. And that's the one that I can enjoy just as a complete viewer and have no, um, yeah, no involvement on in. So that's probably, that's probably the out. Um, on top of just general Netflix and whatever else, so etc. That's interesting. You say that, like, um, like that gives us, I reckon, athletics and 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 running hope. Like, you know, we're never going to be um, as big as uh, AFL um, in terms of the coverage and the and the general interest. Um, uh, but uh, to 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 actually enjoy, you know, watching Formula One. Um, and then to classify yourself not a not as a motorhead, um, uh, like uh, I guess like that's really encouraging for the recreational runners out there um, that say you know have just started running or do park run on the weekend and perhaps don't know all the ins and outs of athletics. Um, uh, is that something that you sort of uh, uh, are mindful of when you're sort of trying to tell these stories and trying to add that detail? Uh, to your live coverage? Yeah, oh, it's funny. I was having a debate with someone, I don't know where it came about, on Twitter about, um, it's to do with swimming, actually, had released a swim TV product or something like that. And I don't know what I said to start this person off, but some random person came back to me um, from Australia saying, oh, there's more, oh, maybe I compared it to athletics in some way. And he said, oh, but there's more interest in swimming. But I genuinely don't, I actually genuinely believe that if you walk down the street, um, down Clarendon Street or something, more people would have an idea of how fast someone can run a 100 metres or something like that than how quick someone could swim a 100 metres. So I actually genuinely think the interest, general interest in athletics and, and running and um, our sport um, is much higher than probably, I guess, we, we see in terms of direct partici uh, participation rates at, um, uh, in terms of membership and, and at our events. It's just trying to tap into that or um, or, you, or don't, but um, you see as things like Parkrun that are hugely popular um, with everyone. And um, I think everyone is now a runner after being in lockdown because that's kind of the only thing yeah. they can do. And, 
Um, how you tap into that, I'm not exactly sure, but I think there is a real genuine interest and probably one of the main reasons why I never put athletics exclusive behind a paywall is because we would lose all that. Is It's really hard to convince a non-athletics fan to pay $5 a month, even if it was only, say, for a few months of the year to watch an event rather than the, um, the benefit uh, that you would get from posting a video of Brian Browning and Jack Howell running a 100 metre sprint and sort of going somewhat viral online or getting picked up by um, news coverage is far more substantial than um, than anything that we would make potentially from putting these things behind a paywall. So I think there's a general, real general interest in athletics as a sport and, and maybe that's why I'm thinking we try and go down more of the creating an event out of our, um, uh, out of athletics um, meets is because, yeah, what I was saying with Formula One is I'm not a motorhead. I just like, I don't know, I couldn't even tell you what I like about it, whether it's um, the stories or I've been able to really, um, maybe it's because I was able to watch a few of the sort of um, drivers that were more of my age come through the F3 and then into F2 and then into F1 ranks um, because their coverage is all there and you can all see it and you can follow their story. So maybe that's what drew my real attention. But um, it's, and the other aspect is where we work in um, for Little Athletics Victoria, we're actually inside the track. So when they build the track, it gets built around. So we are somewhat involved. We get access for the first few days when no one else is in there and being in, in that environment has been really cool. And I, I think I think sports have probably been trying to copy the, the tennis Oz Open um, for a long time or the Cricket Big Bash or the, um, or the Formula One is, yeah, it's more about the event as such rather than the, the, the product itself is, um, yeah, if they can gain new fans, that, that's perfect. And I, I am convinced we have the, the general interest in the population, it's how to, Get them to our events um, that that um, when with that when I guess they need to. So, Lockie, um, I've I've held you up for long enough. Um, uh, I, I'm so grateful uh, of the time that you've spent, you know, chatting chatting today. Um, it's a really great insight, um, and because you're behind the scenes with a lot of the live stream coverage, like you know, there's not much more qualified person to to ask all these questions and and to, to ask about how, how to grow the sport. Um, uh, yeah, what, what athletics events do you still have to, to, to go for the, for the track season? And then um, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to just uh, say before we wrap up? Uh, we've got two live streams left. So we've got one on this weekend, which is a little last one. So um, a two day event uh, there. And then we've got the Box Hill Classic um, on on the 1st of April as well. So um, those are the two that will round it out. Um, we, we're actually looking at potentially whether we can do some cross country ones, but nothing's been locked in there yet. So don't get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but try to expand into that area. We sort of athletics exclusive almost goes into shutdown over the winter season and we want to try and continue it on. So we'll see if we can get maybe potentially some coverage of some of those meets. But um, yeah, two events locked in. Um, so we'll do those. But no, thank you for having me on. It's um, I sort of sit there and uh, have a few people that I talk to, um, all the live stream stuff in, in particular about um, just internally, but never really um, spoken about it public or publicly or anything like that. But if anyone's interested, um, even being involved or just interested in how it all works, um, definitely get in touch. We're always looking for people. Um, 
and yeah, it's pretty cool. Come and see us if you're at an event, say hello. We're the ones with all the computers and all the, <laughs> the wires and everything like that. Um, so, but no, thank you for having me on. Um, been good to chat. Um, hope your listeners uh, got something out of it or a bit interested in, I guess, the small role we play. And uh, Lockie, um, how, how would, um, what's the best way for someone if they are interested um, and uh, to contact you? Uh, probably just through any of our uh, social pages. So um, DM us through Instagram or Facebook um, or our emails are uh, there as well. So um, through Athletics Exclusive and um, I'll be the one on the other end, really. Um, so um, yeah, get in touch if you're interested or even just want to see um, what it's like. Fantastic, Lockie. Thanks so much. No worries at all. Thanks, Dan.